0: This episode of Rudder Dead is sponsored by the Read Harder Journal. Created by Book Riot, the smartly designed reading log consists of entry pages to record stats, impressions, and reviews of each book you read and is a great gift for readers in the holiday season. Evenly interspersed amongst these entry pages are 12 challenges inspired by Book Riot's annual Read Harder Initiative, which began in 2015 to encourage readers to pick up passed over books, try out new genres, and choose titles from a wider range of voices and perspectives. Indulge your inner book nerd and read a book about books. Get a new perspective on current events by reading a book written by an immigrant, find a hidden gem by reading a book published by an independent press, and so much more. Each challenge includes an inspiring quotation, an explanation of why the challenge will prove to be rewarding, and five book recommendations that fulfill the challenge. Get one for yourself or the reader in your life at bookriot.com slash readharderjournal. journal
1: Red or Dead, a bi-weekly podcast where we talk about the world of mysteries and thrillers. This is episode 68 and we are recording early on Thursday, December 19th. I'm Katie McLean Horner along with Rincey Abraham and we're coming to you from Book Riot. Hi, Katie. Hi, Rincey. How are you doing? We're recording two podcast episodes in one week.
0: (laughs) The joy of the holidays. Yeah, BookRite is taking a little bit of a vacation over the holiday season. And so we're doing a little bit of early recording. So that way this can come out, you know, pretty fresh. On uh I think January 3rd is when this is officially dropping or somewhere right after the new year. So it'll be kind of nice because we will have like a solid two weeks where we don't have to really do anything. So there's a one plus for it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Yeah, it it feels kind of like time travel, because Christmas hasn't happened yet, but by the time everyone's listening to this, not only will the holidays have passed, but we will be in 2020.
0: Yeah, we are time traveling. That's really (laughs) what it comes down to.
1: This is really cool. So yeah, and since we're recording two episodes um, this week, which we alluded to in our last recording um, this this episode we will be talking about our favorite upcoming mysteries and suspense and true crime for for 2020 we'll be talking about a bunch of upcoming titles so this is just gonna be a show f- just full of new new titles to look forward to we don't have our usual we won't have our usual segments this is just a show full of upcoming reading recommendations to make your tbrs cry um so before we get into that why don't um i'll uh hand it over to you and you can go ahead with our uh, first sponsor
0: all right our first sponsor is if you tell by greg olson which is a true crime story of washington state's murderous mom there was one thing their mother couldn't take away from them, their will to survive. Uh, so this is a new book from New York Times bestselling author Greg Olson, who's telling the true story of Washington State's real life murderous mom. Even as others were drawn into their mother's dark web, sisters Nikki, Sammy, and Tori found the strength to escape an escalating nightmare that culminated in multiple murders. Sisters Forever. Victims no more. They found a light in the darkness that made them resilient women they are today. Loving, loved, and moving on. If You Tell by Greg Olson is a survivor's story of absolute evil. And you can learn more about this book today at Amazon.com slash If You Tell. And we thank them so much for sponsoring this episode.
1: All right. So even though we don't have our usual segments, I will still put out our usual uh, call for ideas at the beginning of the show. If you have any suggestions for us to talk about on upcoming episodes of the podcast, please let us know. Send send us an email. Find us on Twitter. Let us know if you're looking for any kind of reading recommendations or if there's a subgenre of mysteries and thrillers that you are interested in learning. Learning more about um, anything as long as it falls under the umbrella of mystery, suspense, true crime, anything like that. um, We we're we'd love to hear your ideas. So make sure to keep your ears open. At the end of the show, we'll have our contact information. And then with that, let's let's jump into this insanity, Um, (laughs) this ginormous list of upcoming books. In fact, um, I know Rinsey, you and I were texting. Well. I was asking, well, how many books can we have on our list? Cuz I have 16 and <laughs> it's it, and I th- I don't know that we have quite enough time to talk about all those. And then you texted me later, you're like, "I have I have six books already and I haven't even gotten all the way through February yet." So, I think for the most part all of most of our titles are just from the first half of 2020. Like this isn't even a comprehensive look at the whole year. This is just like in the first 6 months or so, right?
0: Yeah, I think for the most part, we stuck to that. I think uh there are like a number of books that are coming out later in the year that both of us would love to talk about. But again, we can't have a two-hour episode. <laughs> We've so, asked. Yeah. <laughs> So, unfortunately, we'll stick to the first half of the year and maybe like later on in the year, we'll do sort of like a second half of the year, most anticipated episode or something like that to talk about all of the fun books that come out in like the fall and winter. But yeah, these are just ones that are coming out very soon. So, you guys can get out your pen and paper, open up your Goodreads or whatever, and start marking your calendars for all of these great books that are coming out. So, I can get us started. Go for it. So the one that I picked as my first book, and I'm just going through mine in chronological order, which I'm pretty sure Katie is doing as well. Yes. Um, so the first one I have is called Long Bright River by Liz Moore. This one is coming out on January 7th. So it's coming out very, very soon. And I did talk about this one briefly in the last episode. I believe I talked about it in the new releases section. But I'm mentioning it again because it's my, like. I think this is like the book I am the most excited about out of all of the books that I have picked today because it's by an author that I've already read before. Uh, so Liz Moore wrote the book The Unseen World, which was kind of had like a slight mystery element to it. It was more like contemporary fiction where you're following this uh, daughter and fa- father-daughter relationship and the father either goes missing or passes away. It's been a while since I read the book. And the daughter starts to find out things about his life and starts like going searching for the truth about her father. And so this one has what feels like a very similar vibe. So if you are someone who enjoys sort of like that, uh, or those books that walk the line of like contemporary fiction or literary fiction and mysteries, then I think this one might be up your alley as well. Uh So in this book, you're following these two sisters. One of them and they're two sisters who live in Philadelphia and they don't talk to each other anymore. One of them is a police officer, uh, named Mickey. And the other one is this girl, a woman named Casey, who is addicted to opioids. And so suddenly, um, a string of murders begin happening in one of the, in their neighborhoods and Mickey, the cop, ends up becoming really obsessed with finding the culprit. And while the string of murders is happening, sorry, I didn't explain this very well, Casey, the sister who's the opioid a- addict, ends up disappearing. And so Mickey gets really pulled into not only figuring out what's happening with all these murders, but also trying to find her sister. Um, So it, I believe it goes back and forth between what's currently happening with the mystery as well as flashing back in time and seeing their life sort of growing up in their sisterhood and things like that and all the things that they had to deal with. Um, so if you are someone who enjoys, like I said, those books that sort of walk the line of contemporary fiction and mysteries, if you enjoy a good family saga, things like that, uh, Long Bright River by Liz Moore should be on your list. It's definitely on mine. I already have a copy of it and I'm 100% I'm thinking this might be like the first book I read in the new year to like kick things off because I really, really enjoyed Unseed World a whole lot.
1: Alright, so my first pick is a true crime, uh, novel, or more like historical t- true crime. Um, but it's called Eighteen Tiny Deaths The Untold Story of Francis Glessner Lee and the Invention of Modern Forensics by Bruce Goldfarb. And it comes out on February 4th. And it's not about a specific crime, but more about forensic history. And the, The synopsis of this book is just so fascinating. Um, So Frances Glessner Lee um, was born to a very wealthy and influential Chicago family in the 1870s. She was expected to be, you know, a a socialite woman. She was not expected to have a, a career, let alone a career that focused on... Crime solving and forensics and all of that fun stuff. But she developed a fascination with the investigation of violent crimes and she made it, she, it became her life's work and her life's obsession. And Francis is known for creating, uh, what's called the nutshell studies of unexplained death. And these are basically dollhouses or like, dioramas that are to scale. It's like one inch to one to twelve scale, uh, rooms. And, at first, they seem really charming, really, you know, detail oriented, but then you notice little tiny details. There's an overturned chair. There's a bedspread that's got, that looks like it's got blood on it. There are, uh, little doll bodies splayed out on the floor. They're draped over the furniture. They are wearing clothes that Francis Lee knit with sewing pins. Like she, she created these like freeze frame uh depictions of crime scenes these were all based on um actual crime scenes and she paid such close attention to detail to make sure that she got everything right and she like created she created these tiny these tiny little scenes and these um and her work ended up influencing how police officers and detectives solved murder cases. Like these, like these were really key in, in developing modern forensic studies. And so this book, um, it says it delves into Lee's journey from grandmother without a college degree to leading the scientific investigation of unexpected death out of the dark confines of centuries-old techniques and into the light of modern day. So this, this woman, this older woman, who's making these little miniature dollhouses with blood spatters, because she's so interested in in how violent crimes are solved, this is an aspect of true crime that this this is like one of one of those micro histories that it's like for the average reader, no one knew that this was a thing. Like this is so the 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 fact that this woman. Uh, created these things, and they were so influential in developing modern forensics, like, I, it just totally blows my mind. So I cannot wait to get my hands on a copy of this book. It She sounds so interesting, and I can't wait to read more about this. So again, the full title is 18 Tiny Deaths, The Untold Story of Francis Glessner Lee and the Invention of Modern Forensics by Bruce Goldfarb, and that comes out on February 4th.
0: All right, my next pick is The Hand on the Wall by Maureen Johnson. And this is actually the third book and I believe the final book in her Truly Devious series. And so this is a series where you do need to read all of the books in order. Like this is, I believe, like a trilogy that tells a single story. Um, And so I'm very excited for this one. I read Truly Devious when it first came out. And I didn't know that it was the first in a series. And so I was kind of sad slash upset when the way that it ended because it does end on a bit of a cliffhanger. And then I was like, well, now I'm just going to wait until uh, the series comes to an end to really keep moving with it because I didn't know how many books were going to be in the series and whatnot. And so this is going to be the final book. Uh, it's in this trilogy. And so I'm really excited that it's coming out because that means I can continue on with the series and finish it. My personal goal is to get, uh, the second book in the series, which is called The Vanishing Stair and read that in the beginning of January. So that way I can read this one as soon as it comes out. Um, so this is kind of like a boarding school mystery. Um, I won't give a synopsis of what happens in this third book because it won't make sense, but I'll give a quick synopsis of what happens in the first book. Um, You are following this character named Stevie Bell who gets accepted to this like very famous private school called Ellingham Academy. And it's full of like the brightest, most gifted kids that you could ever think of. And all of them have like a certain thing that they are really good at. Um, And so the thing that Stevie Bell is really good at is that she's really into like solving crimes and things like that. And the reason why she wants to go to Ellingham Academy is because there is this open case surrounding the wife and daughter of the, the guy who founded the school. And like it was They like went missing soon after the school opened. And so it's been sort of like this mystery surrounding the school. And so Stevie Bell decides that she's going to attend this academy and then try to find out what happens. Um, and things escalate from there. I really like Maureen Johnson as a writer. Her books have always been like super compelling. She writes a lot of young adult books that have like a little bit more happening in the story than you think. Um, and she writes mysteries really, really well. So again, I'm really excited that the third book in the series is finally coming out. So that way I can continue on and finish this series and see what happens with all of these kids at this boarding school. Um, so again, the third book is called The Hand on the Wall coming out January 21st. But the first book is called Truly Devious if you want to check out the series.
1: Okay, so, um, the next book on my list is also a continuation of a series that, um, that definitely needs to be read in order. This is The Burn by Kathleen Kent. Um, it comes out on February 11th, and this is the follow-up to her novel The Dime, which came out a few years ago. Um, which I read, I think, maybe last year. I really liked that book. Um, it kind of has a gritty, true detective-ish feel to it. So, with that one, and then with this one, the main character is Detective Betty Ryzik. Um In the previous book, um, won't go into details, obviously, but um, she runs into an apocalyptic cult known as the Family, and uh, she and she has her dealings um, with um, drug dealing and narcotics. Uh, I think the, I think the um, pretty sure this takes place in Texas. Yes, it does. But, um, so that's, that's like a super brief synopsis of the first book. And so in the second book sees Betty dealing with the fallout from the events of the first book, um, and... She's still dealing with her fresh wounds, both physical and mental and emotional. Um, she's having trouble readjusting to life as it once was. She is back as a narcotics detective, but there's something that's – but her life just doesn't feel right. At work, she realizes that someone has been assassinating um the department's confidential informants, um, at home, she's having issues connecting with her wife, Jackie, and then to make matters worse, her partner seems to be uh, increasingly dependent on the painkillers he was prescribed for the injuries that he sustained while rescuing Betty. So there's this whole mashup of just really, really difficult things going on. So Betty's been forced into therapy. She has been given a desk assignment. Um, and she's having issues at home and she's on the point of breaking. When she decides to go rogue, um she starts investigating her own department um see what's going on with uh whoever's been murdering the the informants. She has been chasing down phantom sightings of the cult leader who took her hostage um and then all of this leads to the heart of a drug cartel in Dallas and straight to the people who plan to profit from it um and this, I mentioned, um, that it, the first book kind of felt, felt, um, true detective-ish. But I, I think that this would also be a good reading suggestion if you are like Rinsey and I and you really love the, um, Highway 59 series by Attica Locke. So Bluebird, Bluebird or Heaven, My Home. If you like those characters where the, the characters are really really complicated there's lots of moral gray areas there's no clear good guys and bad guys um, the main character just seems to make really, really bad decisions, but you can't help but follow them anyway. Like, they, it, it feels like they're just kind of digging themselves deeper into this hole, but you, you just have to keep reading. Um, this kind of feels like it would be along those same lines. And like I said, the first book was, was darker and grittier than I was expecting. Um, and this one sounds like it's more of the same. And even though I don't usually do series, I really really liked the dime. So I was I was really excited to hear that the second book was going to be coming out. So again, that is called The Burn by Kathleen Kent, that comes out on February 11th. And if you if that sounds interesting, make sure you read the dime first, because this is definitely a series that you will need to read in order. All right. And then with that, um, we'll go ahead take a take a moment to introduce our second sponsor, which is Hey, If You Tell by Greg Olson, which was also our first sponsor, they really wanted to sponsor our episode. Um, So again, the the book is called If You Tell, The True Crime Story of Washington State's Murderous Mom uh, by Greg Olson. And again, it tells the true crime story of um, this mother who lived in Raymond, Washington, and subjected her daughters to unimaginable abuse, degradation, torture, and psychic terrors. Um, and even though this is a super, super, super dark, really horrifying story, it really is also a story of empowerment, strength, courage, um, and the way that the sisters learn to survive and help each other and the way that they are able to extract themselves from that situation and grow up into, into these, these empowered, well adjusted women. Um it's harrowing, heartrending. It's sounds absolutely terrifying. Um so again, if uh the book is called If You Tell by Greg Olson and you can learn more about it today at Amazon.com slash if you tell. And uh, we thank them very much for really sponsoring this episode. Um and I have to say I do have this book on audio reserved at my library, so I'm just waiting for that to come in. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it really does sound fascinating. Like I can't even imagine what it would be like to be in a situation like that. All right, continuing on with our long list of new releases that we're excited for, um, or upcoming releases that we're exciting for. My next pick is The Majesties by Tiffany Cao. Uh This is coming out on January twenty first, And so this one follows uh, two sisters from a Chinese and Indonesian family who are dealing with uh, their family's past. Uh, so they've or two sisters who have been growing up in an extremely wealthy, prominent family, but they are also like extremely deceitful. Uh, but the two sisters, Gwendolyn and Estella, have always like really relied on each other. But now Gwendolyn is lying of a, lying in a coma and Gwendolyn is the only person de- left to deal with Estella's poisoning. So someone has poisoned uh their whole family and Gwendolyn is basically like slowly waking up from her coma trying to really remember what exactly is going on um and especially dealing with a family that's full of betrayal she can't really know like who to trust and what exactly is going on um there have been other deaths in their family that now Gwendolyn is calling into question like their aunt died at sea and now she's wondering if someone was behind that, um, Estella was married to a very like difficult man and she's starting to question their marriage. So it's this like twisting story of like family betrayals where you don't really know who you can trust and who you can't. Um, And it feels like one of those books that's also like a bit of an escapist novel because like this family is extremely prominent. So it says that it like travels from The rich and powerful families in Indonesia to these like spectacular shows at Paris Fashion Week to the coasts of California to Melbourne. Uh, so you're traveling all around the world in these really, really wealthy spheres. Uh, but also like this is a family that's slowly burning its house to the ground, sort of. Uh, so this sounds really interesting. Again, I'm, if you couldn't tell, I'm really into family dramas. Uh, but I also just love this idea of this like sort of family drama where you don't really know who to trust and who you can't trust and what exactly is going on in your own family so again that is called the majesties by tiffany sow and that is coming out on january 21st
1: i just have to say that sounds so interesting i'm like oh my god it's a mystery it's a rich people with problems mystery
0: Yeah, I was going to make like the low ball comparison of like Crazy Rich Asians, but with murder. But that feels like not really. I was going to really... say that too. <laughs> but also at the same time, it doesn't really feel like it's going to have like the same vibe as Crazy Rich Asians. But also I just, this is complete side note. Uh The cover is really like captivating. So I highly recommend just like looking up this book just to see the cover because it's it's really great.
1: I was also going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> when you were talking about it, I clicked on it and I immediately recognized it by the cover and I went, "Oh yeah, this cover is so cool!" Uh, so wow, we are like on the same wavelength right here. I love it. <laughs> so yeah, make sure you at least click on click on the link to see the cover because it it is so cool. Um, okay, so I guess then um I'll jump into my next pick, which is Second Sister by Chan Ho uh translated by Jeremy Tiang and that comes out on february 18th this book follows a schoolgirl named suman who has committed suicide um and this takes place in i think it it appears that it takes place in hong kong but maybe a slightly more futuristic hong kong it's hard to say it's um it's very focused on technology um and in particular cyberbullying so anyway the suman has committed suicide um she uh, jumps from her high-rise window to the pavement. Um, she's an orphan. She is, been, has been raised by her older sister, who is a librarian. So I'm like, hey. Um, but, um, her sister says there has to be foul play going on here. She just, she's like, there's, it can't be that, that, um, Suman committed suicide. Um so her sister contacts a man known only as N who is a hacker and an expert in cybersecurity, manipulating human behavior. Um and so the initial question is can um the sister interest him to take her case? Can she afford it if he does say yes? Um, and so this becomes this cat and mouse game through Hong Kong, and it's digital underground. Um, in particular, there's this online gossip platform, social media site, um, where someone... Uh, had been slandering Suman, and so the question is like, okay, did this play a role in what happened? You know, did she, you know, did she commit suicide because of cyberbullying? Is there something more sinister going on? Um, There's a lot of different, a lot of different characters that, that fill up the story. There's lots of, lots of different issues going on here. Um, And then, in the end, all of these separate pieces of the story, all of these different characters, these different issues that are going on, it all kind of comes together to tell us what happened and why. Um, but it also asks um, that in a world where on where dialogue, both like in person and online, um, in the in a world where that where dialogue has increasingly forgotten about the real people on the other end. What is the proper punishment for a, for a situation or a crime like this? Um, so this, this has a couple of things going for it that are super interesting for me. One is the, the multiple narratives coming together to tell a whole story. Um, I have mentioned it multiple times this year with the book um, *Miracle Creek* by Angie Kim. That was what I loved so much about that book: is that all of these different perspectives and stories came together to provide the, you know, to to provide the answers at the end at the end of the story. Um, when it's done well, it's it's fascinating, and I love that increasing sense of anticipation as you're watching the pieces slowly being put together so i love that kind of a reading experience and um for as far as like modern hot button issues go um not not everything in not everything that you could consider a hot button issue is necessarily going to interest me but um stuff about online and about or how we interact online and cyberbullying and stuff like that that's one that's one of those things that's always that's always just interested me whenever a book mentions something if it has something to do with cyberbullying it it always could just kind of triggers something where i'm like oh that sounds really interesting so i am really excited to see how this book um comes together with all of those elements so again the book is called second sister by chan hoke uh translated by jeremy tiang and that comes out on february 18th
0: Next, I have Untamed Shore by Silvia Moreno-Garcia, and this book is coming out on February 11th. Anyone who's been following me online, like in my bookish roles, knows that I'm a big fan of Silvia Moreno-Garcia. I've read all of her books except for one, and all of her books are very different from each other, and I got very excited when I saw that she was writing a crime novel. So, this book takes place in 1970s California, Baja, California, and you are following this character named Vera uh, who lives in Baja and she is extremely bored with her life. She spends most of her days like watching the fishermen. And during this time, there are also like a bunch of sharks that are uh, was- dead sharks that are washing up on shore. Um, and so one day while she's sitting around not doing much, she meets these three wealthy American tourists who have arrived in Baja, California for the summer. And she is immediately like mesmerized by them, wants to be their friend, and becomes sort of intertwined into their friendship and their lives. And... She's like hoping that this will be like the start of like a new type of future for herself. But then one of them dies and Viridiana lies to protect her fr- other friends in this group. And But then as like the police start asking questions, uh, Viridiana starts to realize that not everything is as it seems with this friend group. And she starts to question who these people actually are and whether or not she's gotten tangled up in something that's sort of beyond what she expected. Um, so this sounds like a really good suspense novel. One thing I love about Silvia Moreno-Garcia is that she writes really great characters. And so I'm very excited to see sort of what she does with this book and this format and what the story will be behind this. So again, that's called Untamed Shore and it is coming out on February 11th.
1: This one also has a really cool cover. <laughs>
0: It does. There's a lot of really good covers coming out in crime novels next year.
1: Yeah. This one's got a shark on it. So click on this one if you want to see a cool cover with a shark on it. Um, okay. So my next pick is the Aosawa murders by Riku Onda, translated by Allison Watts. Um, and that comes out on February 18th. And this, the story starts, um, with a large birthday party. The, the Aosawas are, uh, owners of a prominent local hospital, which that right there, I'm like, oh, that's, that's interesting. Like, like a family owning. A hospital. Anyway, um, they are hosting a large birthday party. Um, but the party turns to tragedy when 17 people die from cyanide in their drinks. Clearly, this is not a natural, (laughs) this is not a natural occurrence. Foul play is at work here. Um, the only surviving links to what might have happened are a cryptic verse that could be from the killer and the physician's bewitching blind daughter, Hisako, who was the only person who was spared injury. But the person who originally emerges as the prime suspect in these multiple murders uh, commits suicide a few months later, and a lot of people think that um that kind of sealed his guilt, but it also... Meant that no one really understood, you know, if he did do it, why did he do it? That, um, that information is still unknown, still a mystery. Um, but the police are convinced that Hisako had a role in the crime as well. And a lot of the, uh, the neighbors and a lot of the people in town, uh, believe the same thing that Hisako had a role in this. Um, and one of those people who believe that, who believe that is, she is uh an author of a best-selling book about the murders that, that was written like a decade afterwards um but she was also a childhood friend of hisako's and she was also a witness to the discovery of the murder so she, this this person has like a bunch of different perspectives um and so she thinks that hisako had something to do with this and Again, this is another book where the full picture of the story is told through different characters, different different perspectives, um, the different testimonies, uh, family members, witnesses, neighbors, police officers, um, Hisako herself. And so over the course of the book, you get this picture that's slowly formed of the murders, what happened, who were the people involved, and what was... Hisako's role in all of this. Um, besides being that, that type of narrative that I mentioned just a few minutes ago that I'm really interested in, when there's also like kind of an enigmatic person at the center of the story, um, that is also really interesting to me, especially when it's done in crime novels. Um, it's, I just think there's something so interesting about seeing like, portrait of a particular person that's developed or that's created through the perspectives of people around them and how that that kind of creates the character that we see and how that that affects how we read the story and how we and how we like interact with the story kind of Um, so again this sounds like a really really interesting way to kind of look at this crime um that took place and so i'm really excited for this one this one is called The Aosawa Murders by Riku Onda, and it is translated by Allison Watts, and that comes out on February 18th.
0: Okay, coming out on February 11th is The Only Child by Mi A. Sio, and this is a new psychological thriller or psychological suspense book that sounds super creepy. Uh, so <laughs> you are following this criminal psychologist named Siang Gyeong, uh, and they get a phone call one day and there is this serial killer named Yi go who basically is like a serial known for its extremely gruesome murders. And he decides that he wants to talk to Seon Keung and be interviewed by her. And the serial killer has like refused to talk to anyone, but is now saying that he wants to talk specifically to her and Seon Keung agrees to... Mostly out of curiosity. At the same time, that's happening. One day, her husband's daughter from another marriage, so her stepdaughter, uh, shows up on their doorstep and decides to like move in with them after living with their grandparents for a while. Uh, their daughter's around eleven years old, and so Young is working to like kind of get her acclimated into the home. And while going back and forth between her home life and these interviews, uh, she starts to see a lot of similarities between these two new people in her life. And so... She starts to notice that her stepdaughter looks at her the same way that the serial killer does as he talks about the abuse that he experienced as a child. Um, the daughter has like this mask, like a serene mask that she puts on, like her face turns into while she's trying to uh, control her temper, which eventually she realizes that she can't. Um, Plus, uh, the daughter has a story about her grandparents' death and her, and her mother's death, uh, that really worries Yong Kyung and. So much so that she actually starts to talk to the serial killer about her daughter and to try to get advice. Um, so yes, this book sounds extremely creepy. And if you are someone who likes stories with like these weird, creepy children, um, or like serial killer stories, then I feel like this one should definitely be on your list. And again, that's called The Only Child by Me ACO. And that is coming out on February 11th. <laughs>
1: As soon as she said, asking the serial killer for advice, I'm like, no, don't do that. That's a terrible idea. That never ends well. Yeah. (laughs) That's like Hannibal Lecter stuff. You don't do that. Uh, But I I have to admit, that one was also on my list of most anticipated reads. And then I saw you would list it in. I went, oh, Rincey can talk about that one. And then I can make space for another book on my list. (laughs) Um, okay. So my next pick is The Deep by Alma Katsu, um, which comes out on March 10th. And this is probably leaning maybe more towards the horror end of the spectrum, but, um, her book from a couple years ago, The Hunger, um, they sponsored one of our episodes. And so I'm like, Hey, good enough for me. Alma Katsu is now forever is now forever uh underneath this umbrella of mystery and crime fiction and i will happily talk about her because the hunger was awesome that was um the uh the donner party is being stalked by something supernatural and every person who i've given that book to is like oh my gosh that book was so good um so this is her next book um so again it's called the deep and it is in It's framed by um, the sinking of the Titanic and then the later uh, fate of its sister ship, the Britannic. Um, And so the first part of the book follows a few different characters um, who are passengers on the Titanic. Um, And from the moment they set sail it's clear that there is something going on. Um, there are mysterious disappearances, there are sudden deaths, and the passengers kind of find themselves in this kind of eerie twilight zone. So there's, there's something going on, you know, whether it's decidedly human, decidedly supernatural, there's something creepy going on. Um, and a couple of the, uh, a couple of the characters, um, Annie and Mark, in particular, I'll, they will come up in just a, just a second. Um, they are some among some of the people thinking that something something weird's going on, and then disaster strikes. We all know what happens with the Titanic. Um, Annie is one of the survivors, and like four years later, after surviving the the, uh, sinking of the Titanic, she has attempted to put her life back together, and she is going to work as a nurse on the sixth sailing of the Britannic, which has been refitted as a hospital ship to support British uh, soldiers in World War I. Personally, if I had been on the Titanic, I feel like I would never step foot on a ship again, but to each their own. Um, And when she's on the ship, she comes across Mark, who is now a soldier fighting in World War One, and she is thrilled to learn that he survived the sinking as well, because uh, up until then, she didn't, you know, didn't really know. There was no social media. <laughs> you weren't able to mark yourself safe from the sinking of the Titanic. Um... So she, so she's happy that he survived. Um, but quickly she realizes that she has not maybe moved on from that tragedy as much as she had thought. Um, has to reckon with the demons of her past. They both realize that, hey, there's something strange that still might be going on here. So this has historical fiction. It's got mystery and suspense. It has horror. It has All of these elements, it sounds like they add up to to something really interesting and really creepy. Um, And I am so excited to get my hands, my grubby little hands on a copy of this book. Um, Again, that is The Deep by Alma Katsu, and that comes out on March 10th.
0: Okay, so we are coming towards the end of the episode. So I think, Katie, we each have to pick one more book to talk about, even though Done. we both have significantly more that we want to talk about. Um, so the one that I am going to go with is my sort of nonfiction pick for this group of books. That's called Yellow Bird. Oil, Murder, and a Woman's Search for Justice in Indian Country, and this is by Sierra Crane Murdoch. Um, so this is a true story about a murder that took place on an Indian reservation, and this um, Arikara woman who becomes obsessed with really solving it. Um, so when you're following the story of this uh of Lisa Yellowbird who was released from prison in 2009 and she created her or she went to live in uh Fort Berthold Indian Reservation in North Dakota which was like recently transformed by the oil boom um and so a lot of things have changed in the time that she was in prison. Um, her, her tribal government had been swayed by corporate interests. Um, her community was burdened by the surge in violence and addiction in the community. And then three years later, when Lisa learned that a young girl, young white oil worker um, named Casey Clark had disappeared from his reservation work site, uh, she became really concerned and no one knew where Clark had gone. And few people were looking for him. And so Yellowbird traces Lisa's steps as she hunts for clues to Clark's disappearance. Um, she looks at these two worlds that she is like living within um, her own tribe, which has been changed by its new wealth that came in through the oil boom and that of like these non native oil people who are down in their luck um, who came to the area to find work during this economic recession. And the story also though is sort of her own pursuit for redemption as she tries to kind of atone for the crimes that she was put in prison for and deals with her own sort of like generational trauma. Um, So this is like part true crime, part sort of biography about this case as well as about this woman. Um, I personally have been really enjoying the increase in books that are focusing on like Native Americans and Indians across the country and sort of the crimes that are happening in these areas that are not really talked about. Obviously, we could always use significantly more books about that and that cover these types of topics. But if you are someone who is also really interested in these types of nonfiction books, um, Yellow Bird, Oil, Murder, and a Woman's Search for Justice in Indian Country is coming out on February 25th.
1: Okay, my last pick um is a debut called Darling Rose Gold by Stephanie Robel. And what hooked me with this book is that um it talks about a mother-daughter uh a mother-daughter relationship um that deals with Munchausen by proxy. That I don't remember where I first heard the term, but Munchausen by proxy is a mental illness where somewhere a person makes another person either intentionally makes them ill or intentionally makes them believe that they are ill um, so that they can kind of receive attention from medical staff and people in their lives about how well they're caring for this person, that kind of a thing. It's when I first heard about it, about this real mental illness it was like one of the most chilling things I had ever heard. Um, and it's one of those things where it's like it it's chilling, but it's also endlessly like darkly fascinating for me. So this is a debut novel that focuses on, like I said, a mother-daughter relationship um where uh, Rose Gold Watts is the daughter. Um, and for the first 18 years of her life, she believed she was really ill. She was allergic to everything, used a wheelchair. Uh, practically lived at the hospital, and her family members, her neighbors did everything that they could. They were holding fundraisers for her, offering shoulders to cry on, but no matter how many doctors or surgeries Rosegold had, no one could figure out what was wrong with her. Turns out it was her mother. Um, And in the book, uh, her mother, Patty, uh, has served five years in prison, and then she gets out with nowhere to go and begs her daughter to take her in. And everyone is shocked when Rose gold says yes, um, Patty says that all she wants is to reconcile their differences. She said that she 's forgiven Rose gold for turning her in and testifying against her, but Rose Gold knows her mother, and she knows that her mother always settles a score but Unfortunately, for her mother, Rose Gold is no longer the weak little girl that her mother treated her as when she was growing up. This is just like the, the suspense and the tension is just palpable just from, from the synopsis. Um, this sounds like it is going to be a very dark, very chilling, very disturbing psychological suspense novel. And I am 100% here for it. Um, So again, that is Darling Rose Gold by Stephanie Roble. It comes out on March 17th. And you better believe I already have this on hold at my library.
0: Okay, so those are all of our picks for this episode. Obviously, we both had a lot more books that we could have talked about, but we are running short on time. But lucky for you guys, we do do a new releases segment in every episode that we do. So there'll be plenty of time to talk about all of the books that we didn't have time to talk for talk about here in this episode, or even just like other ones that we discover along the way this year. And again, maybe we'll do another anti- most anticipated uh, books episode later on for the second half of the year because, like, I think we only got into March. We didn't even do the first quarter. (laughs) So there are plenty of good books coming out. Um, So feel free to let us know what books you guys are excited about that are coming out this year. You guys might know of some that we haven't heard about yet. So we are always very excited when we hear about new books from you guys. So feel free to tweet at us, email us, let us know what uh, new crime mystery, true crime books that are coming out in 2020 you plan on picking up. So that is our show. Thank you so much to everyone for listening. For show notes, you can head to bookriot.com slash listen. That is where there will be links to all of the books that we talked about in this episode. So you guys can check them out for yourself if any of them sounded interesting to you. If you enjoy the podcast, definitely leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps us out Um, and helps other people find us. Again, you can email us with feedback or show suggestions or with what your most anticipated books are you can send that to red or dead at bookriot.com otherwise you can find me on twitter and instagram i am at rinci a
1: and i'm on twitter at kt underscore library lady
0: and we will talk to you guys next time bye bye